Welcome guys to another episode of the Army in Time podcast and this week I know I cheated you last week I cheated you last week I didn't uh, I didn't record last week but you know there's a lot of people coming out with Watches and Wonders episodes and I want to give you guys a break at the same time let you guys catch up on episodes I've been recording every week for a while now so I figured like a little bit a little bit of a break in between will be pretty good for you guys to catch up and um, so I didn't record last week, but I'm back. I'm back this week and um, <laughs> we're back to old ways of only me in the podcast. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you guys have to listen to my voice the whole time <laughs> and uh, and no one else. But we'll be having uh, more guests pretty soon. But I wanted to take a break of um, having guests every week and just have an episode of just me catching up. Um, talking about watches, releases, different things. Now, this episode is going to be kind of like a mixture, right? For everyone that still wants to listen to a little bit of Watches and Wonders, I will talk a little bit about Watches and Wonders, but um, I'm not going to spend the whole episode on Watches and Wonders because, again, it has been a lot of people talking about Watches and Wonders. And then I'm going to talk about what the real subject is, and it's going to be about watches under a thousand dollars with gray finishing so i think a lot of times you know a lot of times we we look at watches and you know we want good watches we want quality watches and a lot of times we think that that's spending a lot of money so i wanted to highlight a couple of watches out there from different brands that have great quality and have great finishing for under a thousand dollars there's a lot of good brands out there and i think that a lot of times they don't get highlighted as much now some of these brands i have talked about in the past but um well let's get to it now this week i'm still wearing my notice deep um uh, i'm still in the honeymoon honeymoon phase so still wearing the the notice deep and on the glass, I'm drinking a glass of wine today. Today is Thursday. I'm recording on Thursday. And it's the last day of the week for those military uh, people out there. You know, you know, it's a four-day weekend. So, um, yeah, no work tomorrow or Monday. <laughs> so it's pretty good, pretty good. Now, watches and wonders. Well, you know, for, for watches and wonders, you know, um, what can I say that people haven't covered already? We'll try to go pretty fast through this. Now, IWC. I think the IWC, you know, engineer, however, I don't know. I'm ESL, so bear with me. <laughs> but the IWC engineer, it looks good. It looks really good. I think it's a good-looking watch. Um, I don't know about the movement. I think I heard a lot of people say that it's the same technology that not movement wise, but when it comes to um, other technology like anti-shock, anti-shocking technology is um, still the same technology that they use in the past. So don't know how I feel about spending the amount of money that this watch cost for something that hasn't evolved as much. But it's a good looking watch so i liked it i think that was uh, a good piece and 
you know, it looks good. If you have the money and you don't care about, you know, what type of additional technology gives you, whether it innovated or not, then it's it, it looks good. Tutor. All right. Tutor Black Bay 54 37 millimeters. I like it. You know, I think that is a is a watch that you know everything is coming down in size now and I, I think that a lot of times you know we're quick to say they tutor rolex didn't innovate or don't do anything drastic but if you think about it right we've been saying for a long time and well i say we but a lot of people right a lot of people have been saying for a long time that Everyone's thinking is Rolex is going to move more into the jewelry side, into less of a tool. They're not going to be a tool watch company anymore, right? They're still going to have the classics. They're still going to have, you know, the Submariner because it's a line that they can probably live without. You know, they can't. You know, it's, it's way too too noticeable. It's way too important for them to to let it go. Um, too recognizable. It's too profitable. So that's still going to be there. You're still going to have your your explorers because again too recognizable um but then everything else is going to lean more into the casual everyday type of type of watch like your your day just your day you know your well i mean you're more dressy watches right and and they're going to go up in price they're going to start using more uh precious metals and and things like that and they're going to go up in price and that's what they want to that that's what they want to do right that's what everyone's been saying so with that, what was going to happen is Tudor is going to step up and take that tool watch market that Rolex had at the beginning. So with that being said, you know, when you look at Rolex and how much they change from watch to watch, that's sarcastic if you didn't, if you didn't catch it, but they don't change a lot, right? They don't, and that's what a lot of people criticize. So when you look at Tudor, they're not going to change a lot because they're occupying the same space, and they're they're a parent company, they're a kid company, right? So they're not going to be changing a lot. The white dial, a subtle, small change, but it looks good, and people are going to go crazy for it and buy it. So it's a smart move, it, and it looks good, you know. It's a good-looking watch. Um, the 37 millimeters, Black Bay 54, I think is good for the collector's community when they're, when, you know, a lot of times we say, ah, oh, you shouldn't market a watch as a female watch or a man's watch. It's just a watch, period. Whoever wants to buy it, buy it. Um, and I think that, you know, with this, they're moving into an area where a lot more people can wear it and feel comfortable with it. You know, and um, at the same time, you know they're going to profit more. So it's it's a good move. Um, yeah, I get it. I mean, it's more of the same but smaller. Got it. And I guess that's all. I, that's all I got to say about Tudor. Now, with that, Rolex. <laughs> 
Oh man. Let's I gotta give this to Rolex, right? Rolex we criticize Rolex a lot for not changing, for not innovating, for not doing anything crazy. And with this, it, you know, we're, we're not coming with, with new things, not enough new things. And yeah, sure, they a lot of the stuff that they came out with is just the same watch with a different um, material or um, some balls in the dial. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... It is what it is, right? But I got to say, they came out with a lot of pieces. And I think that's good. You know, it, it's good because a lot of people are not going to get their hands in these watches. <laughs> LeBron James is going to have the watch with balls in the, in the, in the dial. Um, and, and that's it. So um, it is what it is, right? I don't think, I, I don't pay that much attention to watches that I'm not going to, no one is going to get their hands on. It is what it is. The Yacht Master, the color scheme looks really good. I like it. It looks, it looks cool. You know, that color scheme looks really cool. Um, but I'm going to tell you that my favorite Rolex release is the 1908. And it's the 1908 because this is a territory where Rolex hasn't been in a long time. I guess since 1908. <laughs> but... You know, you know what I'm saying? They, they haven't been in this territory for a long time. They haven't been in this territory for a long time. So it is a, a refreshing uh, piece. It's something that we haven't seen from Rolex in a long time. It's something that has a small seconds hand. When was the last time you saw a Rolex with a small seconds hand? You know, it looks really good. I like it. You know, I mean, it. it, it I'm never going to get it. And it's 36 grand. So I'm not going to get it. You know, is it's gold. So, but for those of you that have the money and those of you that <clears throat> want to buy something different and still remain in, in under the crown, then I think the Rolex 1908 is the best release they had. It looks really good. I like it. You know, I think um, it offers a lot of change. And, and, you know, I think that the Rolly boys... Are probably not going to be with me on this. <laughs> and I think it's because it's not recognizable. Let's be honest. A lot of Rolly boys are Rolly boys just because the watch that they have on the wrist is recognizable. It's something that they can it, people can recognize and say, oh, you have a Rolex. I mean, let's just be honest, right? That's what the majority of Rolly boys, well, not majority. Let's just say the finance cheese eating Rolly boys. Um, that's what they're there for. And, um, and I mean, they're not going to like probably this watch. It's not going to be interesting for them. But for me, I think it was the most exciting one. Now, Oris. <laughs> the Kermit. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Um, not for me. I sometimes wonder, was it that someone came out and said, hey, I think that for this, we're going to release the PPX in green. And then someone else came out and said, well, why not put Kermit on it? And they ran with it. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't understand um, the thinking, but it's cool. 
in time for for summer for people that like uh ppx um is in time for summer right it's a very summer looking watch so i think that with that um it's releasing in time but not a watch for me it's definitely not for me um not because of the color i, I just don't think it's I don't know. I don't think it was something that merit be released and watches and wonders. Um, I would have released it probably a week or two later. I don't know. Something that would have catch the attention of people after the dopamine hit from watches and wonders would have, you know, come off. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying anything about the PPX. The PPX is a great watch. I mean, I, even when you hold it, it's great quality, great, great finishing, uh, and uh, and all that. But I don't know. I don't know. It's meh. I'm irrelevant to it, right? Now, a watch that I do like a lot is the Grand Seiko Tenograph. And um, I know a lot of people have said that it looks too much like a Tag Heuer, but I don't think so. I don't. I think it's very much a Grand Seiko. I think that you can tell is a Grand Seiko. And I think that, you know, the dial alone makes a big difference. You know, I mean, it's the Mount Iwate dial in blue. And it looks great. It looks amazing. You know? So the thing about this one is, is the first, you know, Grand Seiko mechanical uh, chronograph. And, it, it, you know, this is a big thing because obviously they used to use spring drive in their, in their chronographs. And, you know, I, I've heard people say that Grand Seiko, unfortunately, is going to have to move away from um, spring drive and move on into mechanical because that's what people want. You know, I have a theory about that. I think that I think that the reason why is that way is because, again, no one can replicate spring drive. No one can replicate this technology, right? And because of that, I think that Everyone that likes other brands, they're fans of other brands, Omega Boys, Rolly Boys, you know, take a take a brand and put the boys behind it. <laughs> I don't care. You know, whatever the brand is. When you have people that are extremely fanatical to those brands and someone else comes in and says, well, I don't want to pay that much for that watch because a Grand Seiko is better and it has spring drive, which is way better than anything they, they can make movement wise um and they can't say anything because unfortunately movement wise is the truth you can't beat that so it's and it's not only about you know the draw of it is the sweeping hand and that's sexy as hell don't get me wrong you know and you can have the same amount of days in in battery surf that's not the point. The point of it is, it's extremely accurate. You know? So, when they can't argue against it, 
a lot of these fanatical people are just snobbing it. Snobbing it because they can't argue against it. So now you have all this community, unfortunately, that, you know, watch collectors that want to snob Spring Drive because they can't, their favorite brand can't beat it. So, you know, they're going to snob it and they're going to talk all the shit they want. And that's it. And unfortunately, the people outside see Seiko behind the grand and they think it's just a Seiko. So, you know, that's my thing behind the whole, you know, they need they need to move to a mechanical chronograph and mechan more mechanical watches. Um, I disagree with it. I think that Grand Seiko is unique in all of that, you know. So I think that what Grand Seiko do need to do is come down in sizes, period. If they come down in sizes across all their watches, it, 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 they're going to be unbeatable. But, I mean, Grand Seiko prices have been going up steadily a lot. You know, and the Tenograph is not a cheap watch. But, you know, it's, it's, it has a lot of technology to it. And it's seven, more than 70 hours power reserve while using the chronograph um, um, uh, side of it, right? While using the chronograph, it has 72 hours of uh, power reserve. That's insane for a mechanical chronograph. That is insane, right? So, and Teddy Baldessar actually has a pretty good video on, with um, a Grand Seiko rep on how exactly that technology works and how they're able to achieve it with an additional um, uh, piece and, you know, por mechanical portion and so on and so on. And I don't want to talk too much about it, but I think it's a beautiful watch. Beautiful watch. Unfortunately, I think Grand Seiko and their new watches are starting to creep into a little bit of high prices you know and i'm a grand seiko boy <laughs> i'm a grand seiko nerd i freaking love them but you know i think they're they're starting to creep a little a little high and i think that if they continue to move up they're gonna lose their their appeal um they still have a lot of watches that are low, low a lot lower than this the 10 grand and and that's you can't beat those watches for those prices but, you know, we'll see in the future uh, what happens. I am glad, you know, they did release the, the Blue Diver. It's the same diver that released last year in Watches and Wonders, but with a blue dial and blue bezel as opposed as the black, you know. Um, they did went down a little bit in, in size, and I think that's, that's great. But, man, calm the fuck on, Grand Seiko. Like, I need you to start coming in, coming down millimeter at a time not just 0 0.3 0 0.4 millimeters at a time like this is ridiculous man but you know at least they're coming down little by little um it is what it is now um release wise i'm gonna move away from watches and wonders but i'm gonna tell you my favorite release from this whole time from watches and wonders to now and it's the new brew watch. I don't know if you guys seen it. The new metric on PVD. Dash is sexy, man. That thing is just sexy. Mecha quartz movement. You know. Um, brew just. 
nails it every single time. I, this dude is hyped up in coffee at midnight, just cranking ideas and just genius, man. Like, it's just subtle things that just make this watch is amazing, you know? Um, and I think the, I, I like the color scheme. I know that he, he said that, it, you know, it is, he got inspiration from, um, car collecting and building cars and more of a, of a car air, uh, side of the house. Um, and it, it, it took him back to when his dad used to was building a Mustang. Um, and, uh, I, I think that's pretty cool. I think the story is cool, but I think the watch is sexy. I think the watch is amazing. And you know me, I always said that I am a sucker for mecha quartz movements on chronographs. I think that's the way to go. Again, um, going back to the spring drive thing, you know, I want a chronograph is supposed to be extremely accurate. You're timing things and to hell with whatever anyone says, a mechanical chronograph is never going to be uh, you know, amazingly accurate compared to um, a, a quartz, a mecha quartz uh, movement, or even a spring drive. So suck it. That's what it is. You know, that's what that's what we have. So that's pretty much it for for releases. That was my favorite release. Okay, the Brew Watch. So everyone else suck it. Brew did it better. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so now moving on. It, you know. Um, watches that have great finishing under a thousand dollars. There is a lot of watches out there that have good finishing. Um, I'm going to try to talk about the ones that I have witnessed, have had in hand, touch, you know, wore, um, either owned or, you know, seeing in person and had experience with them. They have not good, but great, um, finishing for those prices and i'm gonna you know jump all around it's not gonna be in any order it's not gonna be in any order of price it's not gonna be any of that it's, it's gonna be a little bit of jumping around um but i honestly think these watches have a really really standout um finishing when it comes to under a thousand dollars all of them you know so if you're in the market for a great watch, just take a listen. Now, the first one might split <laughs> listeners or my, uh, might have people go crazy, but the Seiko 5 GMT. And yes, I did a pause right there for people to yell and scream and, <laughs> and curse. But the Seiko 5 GMT, honestly, is under $500 is you can probably find it for 400 flat, a little bit less, maybe around 425. Um, you know, it is a Seiko five at the end of the day, but this watch punches way higher when it comes to finishing and just dimension and everything, um, way higher in price. You know, it punches way above it's, the bracelet, yeah, sure, the clasp is still a Seiko clasp, period. But the bracelet is really good for a watch that's so cheap. And this is not cheap in the sense that anyone can get it. I get it, it's still 400 bucks. But this is 
under $500, a GMT. Yeah, sure, the movement is not the best in the world, but the finishing is really good, really good, you know? So um, if you're trying to look for something that is under $500 and you want great finishing, and, you know, I, th I love the Jubilee style, you know, bracelet. It's not a real Jubilee. It's not. But it tapers. It has a pretty big taper, actually. Um, and it, it just looks really good. It feels really good in the in the wrist. So Seiko 5 GMT under $500. It, you, you know, there's only going to be one more watch in here that's under $500 that eh, it might be another one but under 500 dollars for sure sometimes you can probably get it under 400 and um it, you can't really beat it for for that that prize it, with the finishing i mean it's really good finishing um i just wish it had a diver's bezel <laughs> you know but other than that um I think uh, there is, what's his handle? Uh, South S Southern Watch, I think it is, in Instagram. I think he uh, he has a Seiko 5 GMT and he switched the bezel to a diver's bezel and he looks really good. And I've been thinking about it ever since <laughs> because it's really good. I mean, you already have the inner, you know, GMT circle, so marking. So why? Why do you need? I don't get it, but hey, really good finishing. Now, moving on. Again, I got to mention Brew. You know, Brew is the, the new metric is 475. You know, the watch I have is um, was 375. And man, this, this guy is making really good watches, really quality product for a price that I just don't know how to how he makes money because it's not a big brand it's a micro brand and how does he make money i don't know because these watches are extremely good quality you know it's everything is well thought out his qc is amazing i i love it you know the retrograph i have the the brown and, and bronze uh retrograph the espresso and the leather strap that comes with it it is extremely comfortable extremely comfortable i have strap leather straps there are over 200 dollars. they're not as good as that one <clears throat> not as good so it again brew you can go with retrograph you can go with a metric the metric is like an integrated bracelet type of watch and that one again really good finishing the bracelet feels really good but those cases are just the cases themselves are where everything is is insanity you know now next watch is um a little bit different i think this one leans more towards the bracelet itself as opposed to the case like with brew um and it's the tso prx the tso prx well the tso prx is more all-rounder right the the prx the bracelet at this price range is unbeatable. You know, $575, $675 for 
mechanical, um, and then under $400 for the quartz. And this watch is plain and simple when it comes to these watches. If you go for the mechanical, which is the one that I prefer because that dial, you know, is it goes into this too. The quality of finishing in that dial is is sexy, is is insane, you know. And I don't know, I don't think you can beat that bracelet for six hundred and seventy-five dollars at all. Now, when you start getting a little bit higher, yeah, you can probably beat it, but this this watch the articulation is so good you know they didn't cut corners it, it just feels very substantial as you wear it when you have it in your hand it's very substantial it doesn't feel like in like you know it, it it's um it's it's just metal casing with nothing inside and flimsy and so, no it feels really substantial it feels really good really nice so Tissot PRX. Now, a caveat to that is the Tissot has a gentleman. The gentleman, when it comes to movement and when it comes to the case, I think is better. But that's also closer to not to one thousand dollars is nine hundred dollars, seven hundred and some change I think, eight hundred dollars. Um, but the bracelet is not good. So if you want something more traditional, the Tissot gentleman is really good. But take that bracelet off, put it on a NATO, and you'll be good. Um, it's a good casual watch for every day. But the PRX is the way to go um, from Tissot. Now, Manta. Manta is not necessarily under a 1,000, uh, but you can find some used ones. And I wanted to throw it in here because I think Manta bracelets are probably the standard when it comes to it's it's hard to say because manta is prices vary so much you know like you can find a manta for for under a thousand used and if you can that's a really good way to go because this watch is not originally you know a thousand dollar watch they're higher but you can feel the difference you know um and you can compare Manta to many watches or $2,000, $3,000, and uh, Manta will beat them when it comes to finishing. So really good brand, really good uh, when it comes to finishing, um, but you got to get it used. Now, every other watch in here, you don't have to worry about that, but this one, you got to get it used. Um, so moving on, notice, <laughs> you know, I can't make a list about watches they're extremely you know good uh for under a thousand and not put notice in it and i don't really have to mention too much about notice because i have in the past way too much so i'm just gonna say it you know if you want a watch that is extremely high quality and you know it's a u.s brand go for notice um great brand great bracelets great innovation i mean what can you say about notice they have it all they really do um innovation you know with their class bracelets especially you know when it comes to bracelets the h-link that they have woof, that is a sexy bracelet you know so take a look at notice uh really good brand 
I'm not going to talk too much about Notice because I, I talked about them a lot. And then this next brand is also one that I talk about a lot, Sanging. Sanging, you know, again, take that watch, remove the ba bracelet, and put it on a NATO. And to be honest, grab that Sanging and put it on the AWC Decon 2 strap. And you have a watch. The strap and case can be beat you know <laughs> um as a tool watch because you know sanging has an amazing qc amazing watches great uh dimensions um just a really good brand really good wa quality watch you take that bracelet off and put it on the decon 2 strap from awwc which that strap i was just talking to jason not too long ago um last week uh, about a, a couple of other things that we have planned, but we talked about the the strap and man, that rubber is amazing, man. It's dude, Hundos and and Alex and you know the guys over there in the AWWC they killed it with that strap because that strap is really good. You know, it, it provides enough stretch so that you know if you're in between sizes, you can go up and it doesn't feel tight. Um, it feels secure, but it's not too tight. It is cutting your circulation, and you have to fucking go one down, and it sucks when you're in between sizes. It, it offers enough stretch that you don't have to worry about that. And at the same time, man, it, it just feels good, and you can do whatever with that with that strap. So take that sanging, put it on the AWWC Decon Two strap, and you have a winning combo right there for under a thousand dollars. You know. So, insanity, insanity. Um, now, moving on to brands that I haven't talked to about too much before. Um, but, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't make a list about amazing, you know, quality watches under $1,000 and not put Notice or Sanging. Because, honestly, they're kings of that when it comes to micro brands um, in a little bit of a higher price. You know, Brew is a really good micro brand when it comes to quality, but they're below 500. Notice and Sanging are moving into, you know, above 500 and uh, below 1,000, but punching way above what that 1,000 mark, you know. So with innovation and a lot of other things. So you can't, you can't talk about a list like this and not include them in there. And if you don't like it, suck it. <laughs> No, I'm playing. Um, but, you know, another another brand that has really good uh, quality in their watches is, the, is uh, Astor & Banks. They're from Chicago. And, uh, you know, it's really good quality watches. The, the watches themselves, they have, you know, everyday watches. Um they're not for everyone they have a little bit more of an integrated um, style but the bracelets are really good the case is really good the dials are more simple but really good so Astor and Banks um, again under a thousand dollars and really good finishing now the next one um, is gonna be a specific watch because <laughs> Bulova doesn't really do the same 
put the same effort on every watch, right? There is a lot of Bulova watches that don't have amazing uh, finishing. But the Bulova Lunar Pilot does have amazing finishing, you know, the, especially the new one. The new one has really good finishing. It has, you know, an, a really good movement. So, you know, that finishing is really good. I like it. Um, so Bulova Lunar Pilot. And if you, again, look. You're in the military, go to AFES and buy the, the Lunar Pilot. You're going to save some money. Trust me. Save some money. Um, they have them constantly in there for a lot less than outside. And sometimes they have that box that is like a special edition, you know, AFES. You know how AFES does it. Yeah, they always go, they always like a military appreciation box or whatever. Um, <laughs> but they have that box that comes with additional straps. So. If uh, if you're trying to look for a Bulova Lunar Pilot, just go ahead and go to AFIS. You're gonna save money. You might get an additional strap, and you're still gonna be a wall below a thousand. And it's a good chronograph, um, really good quality. So, and the new one, you know, with that new dimensions, that fits really nice. Yeah, really good. Now. My last, the last, uh, the last brand I want to talk about is Mito. Mito. Mito is, you know, Swiss brand, Richmond Group, you know, uses the same movements as TSO, the Powermatic 80 uh, movement on pretty much every watch um, or a variation of it. But Mito is pretty boring when it comes to. <laughs> When it comes to watches themselves, and I think that's probably a lot of people don't really follow them a lot or, you know, buy their watches a lot. But their bracelets are really good for those bracelet boys out there. <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm admittedly a bracelet boy and in, in dependent on the watch, you know, dependent on the watch. But um, I like bracelets and, it, you know... <laughs> AWWC might disown me, but um, I, I like bracelets, and uh, Mito has amazing bracelets. You know, one thing that I like about Mito is they ha their uh, clasp has a really good um, quick adjustment, right? For like their diver, the divers and stuff like that. Um, pretty similar to citizen i don't know if you guys seen citizen when they do the on the titanium divers they tend to have that sliding out um quick release on the strap on the clasp that you can do without having to take the watch off which for me is amazing because honestly you know when brands and i there's extremely expensive brands and cheap brands it don't matter a lot of brands do this they come they have a quick adjustment for divers but you have to take the watch off to fucking adjust that shit that's not that's not real life you know serve like it doesn't do anything good in real life you know so having the ability to adjust that bracelet without having to take the watch off that's good you know that's one of the things that I like about the Notice Deep. <laughs> I know I'm talking about it again. But 
Um, that's one of the things I like. I can do it without having to take the watch off. And I think that's real life, you know, um, real life quality and a real life, uh, you know, bonus that you can't get with a lot of watches because you have to take the damn watch off. That's unrealistic. So with this, Mito has something kind of like Citizen with slides out and you just press on the sides and additional, uh, you know, side buttons on the back and you press on it and slide it out. And, it, you know, I think it, it's one of the best out there. So, uh, Mito. Yeah, good bracelets. <laughs> boring, <laughs> boring watches. No, but they're, they're good. You know, they're really good uh, finishing on the case, too. Um, they're just not... They don't have a lot of exciting watches. They're pretty, you know, tame. But I, I, I guess if you like... Tudor, you can't complain too much about Mito either. <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, I'm just joking, man. I'm joking. But, you know, that's pretty much it. This is my list. You know, I think this this uh, is a pretty good list of watches that are under $1,000. A lot of them are closer to the $500 mark. And, you know, again, Monta is the outlier here because Monta is not going to be under 1000 unless you buy a used one. But if you're able to get a uh, used Manta for under a thousand, is is I recommend it a lot. Um, I don't know, especially if you like Tudor, if you like Rolex, that's a good option for you because they have really close. Um, you can tell it's not a Tudor or Rolex, but it has an aesthetic that is close to it. You know, so. Um, but every other watching in the, on the list is under a thousand, closer to the five hundred dollar mark, and it offers amazing quality and amazing um, finishing for under a thousand. You know, um, I think that if again Seiko Five GMT, Brew, Tissot PRX, um, Notice, any watch in Notice, um, any watch in Brew, uh, Sanging, any watch in Sanging. Astern Banks, again, all of their watches are pretty good. The Boulevard, just the Lunar Pilot. And then Mito, all of their watches are good. The dress watches are, case-wise, are even better. But that clasp, that bracelet on the divers, whew, is insane. It's really, really good. So, again, if you're looking for a watch with great finishing that is under $1,000, uh, this is a great list for you, especially if you're one of the military boys that <laughs> have extremely hairy arms and every watch in the PX, uh, the bracelet pulls the hair out of your, <laughs> shaves your, your wrist every time you wear it. Um, this is a good list because none of these watches, the bracelets are going to shave your arms every time you wear it. Okay, so don't worry about it. Uh, you don't have to shave your arms or uh, half the watch shave your arms <laughs> when you're wearing it on the bracelet. Okay. Um, and if you, even if you are a, a NATO boy, you know, if you, if you prefer NATOs over bracelet, then, it, you know, this, this watches have great, great finishing on the casing too. So great opportunity here for some good watches for under a thousand dollars. Now, uh, before I go, I want guys to let you know, I don't know if you've seen the hat that uh, that I made. 
Um, we uh, I talked about it with Jason before. I put this out before. Uh, I even posted the picture of the hat. But um, Jason gave me an idea about you know using a hat and coining the term hua dinky. You know, <laughs> for those of you that are not in the army, not in the military, hua is one of those things that we say in the army for anything. Right? Hua can mean absolutely anything. It can mean yes, I will do it. Fuck off, or I hate you, or out of you know just answering out of respect. It can mean anything, you know, an acknowledgement or a fuck off. You know, it doesn't matter. So, um, the Marines have hoorah, and uh, you know, the the Navy has their own. Air Force has. I don't think Air Force has anything. I don't know. The Space Force probably has just snoring from sleeping late. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I did, I did, uh, started the hashtag Hua Dinky and at the same time, um, went ahead and made a hat with Hua Dinky on the side and, you know, first it took me a little bit to get that, um, hat made the right way. I went through a couple of iterations with different people, different places, trying to get the stitching correctly done the color of the stitching, everything how I wanted it. And at the same time, you know, I, it's going to, I wanted to be a quality product, but not having to go to a company that's going to charge me an arm and a leg, because honestly, this hat is, uh, at the beginning. Um, I have a couple that I'm sending out to a couple of people and, um, I'm going to use it to uh you know get some donation funds uh for organizations military you know veteran organizations and then i'm gonna go into selling it but <clears throat> i don't want to do it for profit you know so it's not gonna be a markup it's gonna be one or two things is it gonna either be a hat that's gonna be sold at cost just for people to have and uh, I won't make any money. Or it's going to be a, a small markup. And when I'm talking about small, it's not going to be no more than five bucks to uh, donate that money. And proof will be provided. But um, it's not about making a profit on the, on the hats. It's about, you know, the funny uh, uh, branding of Hua Dinky. And... Um, and just the community, just putting it out there for people to have. I think it's pretty cool. You know, if you haven't seen it, it's on my feed. It has it's green. The stitching is green right now. The black, the hat is black. But I'll probably come. It's probably gonna be on different colors too. I just wanted to start with green, just you know, military wise. But um, yeah, it's out there. So you start. You're gonna start seeing it a lot more uh, soon. And um, I will let you guys know when it's it's gonna start being sold. But yeah, I just want to put it out for everyone to know and explain a little bit of what's going to happen with it. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Again, I didn't want to uh, make this episode extremely long. I didn't want to make it all about Watches and Wonders because you got episodes off the ass and everywhere um, about Watches and Wonders. Um, but 
I did want to cover a little bit. I did. I went really fast through a couple of watches that I liked. And, you know, the, the brands that everyone likes to talk about. And that's, that was pretty much it. The main thing about this, again, watches uh, with great finishing under $1,000. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, the we will get back to having guests next week. The next two weeks will be guests. And then after that, probably have about one or two weeks again with no guests and go back to it. Um, but trying to mix it a little bit. Uh, before I go, I did <laughs> want to tell you a story. I went to a watch meetup um, last week, right? The day that I was supposed to be recording, actually, I went to a watch meetup and... <laughs> you know, it was my first watch meetup since, be, you know, having moved to Fort Riley. And uh, a lot of great people, a lot of cool people. Um, 75% was Rolexes. <laughs> so not a lot of, of, you know, variation in it. But, you know, it was cool to get together with people and stuff like that. And some pretty cool place in a pretty good, uh, cool place. But it was crazy because there was this one guy that came to me, actually, started a conversation. And we were talking. And uh, I <laughs> first I mentioned I was in the army. And the guy kind of, you can tell, kind of lost interest in me talking about uh, uh, what we were talking about just watches itself and he started like he was just looking around like trying to, for anything to get out of the conversation after that but what was funny is i noticed that that was happening so i started talking shit about hodinky <laughs> and the dude just fucking disappeared just left i thought it was hilarious right but yeah, I mean, it was, um, I did it on purpose because the guy just straight up, he looked like, I mentioned I was in the army and the guy just lost all interest talking to me. But, um, yeah, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode and talk to you guys soon.